This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is Your Words Worth. So, Lindsay and I got married last Saturday. Beautiful wedding, everything I'd ever hoped for. Humor, intimate, uh, relaxing, enjoyable. Everything was truly incredible. And through that, you know, I, I just feel so, so humbled and honored and blessed by all the people that came to the wedding. Again, it was small, so it was only 35 people, but everybody had a traipse across the country, considering we got married in Malibu, but live in, in Columbus, Ohio. And so, first I want to start out by just expressing some gratitude to everybody that showed up. Now, above and beyond that, we decided to take a little vacation right after the, the wedding. And most people call this a honeymoon, but our honeymoon has a little bit more grandiose text behind it. Lindsay has never been to Italy and has wanted to go forever, but we wanted to spend a little bit longer there. And again, financially, at this exact moment, it doesn't make sense to us to spend the amount of money that it would take to go to Europe and do it the right way. So we booked, we being myself, booked a last minute trip to Cabo from Los Angeles. Incredibly inexpensive, you know, $100 per plane ticket to get from Los Angeles down to Cabo, a two hour flight, a nice all-inclusive resort, four nights, you know, very simple, very relaxing. I'm actually sitting here right now recording the podcast. And so I booked this, I surprised Lindsay with it. She didn't really know where we're going or what we were doing. I said, you know, we're gonna leave, originally it was gonna be Sunday. We, we switched things around and moved to a Monday, wanted a day after the wedding to decompress and just enjoy each other's company. So we fly down to Cabo. And I'm sure at this point, what does this matter? You know, why did we go to Cabo? Where's, where's the message here? It's, it's a little slow. Well, the message in this is a little bit different. So I have not been to Cabo ever in my life, first time. Been to Cancun once before, never been to Cabo, never been on this, this peninsula. And so we fly and we land and the airport's small. The airport's very easy to navigate. Uh, people are friendly. And as we're walking through the customs area, we get to the, the main part of the airport and we ask for a taxi. Now, foolish me, I don't really speak Spanish that well. Of course, I took two or three years of, of Spanish in high school, didn't continue that into college, and certainly haven't used it. So the communication barrier down here is small because most people down here speak English. But as far as myself personally, I can't understand Spanish when they're speaking it, uh, you know, when natives are speaking in their local tongue. So an individual greets us in the lobby of the hotel or of the airport and says, hey, you know, what can I, can I help you with anything? I said, absolutely, we really need a taxi to get to the resort we're staying in. He said, oh, taxi, okay, come here, follow me. And he leads us over to a counter where it seems very professional. It seems as though this individual behind the counter is just uh, some of the, someone that's there to help facilitate taxi rides. And so it's very easy for us to sit down, you know, well, actually we're standing at the counter. As I'm standing at the counter, it's, you know, there's bright lights and it, it's, everything's clean and everything's nice and the gentleman's articulate. He's well-dressed and well put together. His name is Aaron. And of course, I'm sure that was his God-given name, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. But nonetheless, it was Aaron, and he spoke in a, in a tongue in which I could understand. So we started progressing through where we're staying and the accommodations that we have, and the first time, and everybody down here asks where you're from, because obviously, no big surprise, we're not from Cabo. And so we're progressing through, and he says, look, I can get you, there's two different options. You can take a, a shuttle, which will put you with 15 other couples, or you can take a taxi or a shuttle. And there's a price difference between the two. I said, well, you know, it's, it's our honeymoon. I'll go ahead and splurge and we'll go ahead and, and take the shuttle. We'll, we'll do things a little bit more decadently than, than previously planned. And there was not a big price difference here. It's just more in humor. And so through that, he said, well, what else would you like to do here? Would you like to go on, you know, sightseeing trips or jet ski rides or anything else? 
I said, well, of course, you know, speak to Lindsay and what do we want to do? What are we looking to get into? And she said, well, let's do jet skis for sure. She, she loves to be out in the water, loves to do jet skis. So I said, okay, we'll do, we'll do jet skis. Says, well, look, I have an option for you. If you want to take advantage of paying for it now, I can get you a half price discount. So, so right away, my, my meter's going up, you know, it's pinging off in my head. Is this right? You know, could something be wrong here? I say, well, look at her and sure, of course, you know, we pay, pay for the jet ski and I pay for the taxi. It says, well, look as well, just because you're, you're so nice and you're dealing with me, I'm going to invite you to a breakfast that's at a resort that's not yours. And that breakfast is a five-star breakfast and not to sway you from staying where you're staying, but just so you can spread the word about our resort if you decide to ever come back. Tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, anybody that's interested in Cabo, tell them about our resort and how great we took care of you. I look at Lindsay and say, oh, well, sure, you know, we agree that's, we, we like to explore Cabo anyways, it's something we want to do. We don't want to be just landlocked in our, in our resort. So we go, we come in, I pay the money. And we pay the money and he's, he's very kind. He gets us, Aaron takes us out from behind the counter. He himself says, look, I'm gonna pick you up for breakfast in the morning. I'm gonna take you over there. I wanna make sure you're safe. I wanna make sure everything's good. He's got a badge on and all the right credentials. He goes, you know, I, I know it's strange. You're from, a, from another country. This is, this is foreign to you. I'm gonna make sure you're taken care of. Sounds great to me. And as we're walking out to the, to, to the shuttle, as he's walking inside, I said, look, I have to tell you something. Tomorrow morning, everybody at your hotel is gonna do everything they can to get you not to leave. They don't wanna lose your business. They're gonna to promise to give you everything under the sun so you don't leave their resort. It's just how it works here. So do me a favor and don't listen to them. Just tell them you're fine. Just tell them you're gonna leave. I can't even, Ryan, I can't admittedly even pull up to the resort. I just park across the street because they'll shoot me off the property if they know I'm taking you away. Okay, you know, sure. And I think he's overselling it, like that this is some massive package, some, some great thing he's done for us. I wanna believe in the better part of, of humanity. So we go ahead, we hop in this, you know, beautiful new Yukon Denali, takes us to our resort, get dropped off, walk inside, everything's good. Then we sit down and we go to check-in and the check-in starts to get a little bit more aggressive because they start instantly selling us, selling us on additional packages, selling us on a, a different, a different rooms, just selling us overall. And to me, it's a little distasteful. We're on our honeymoon or what they think is our honeymoon. I, mean, I guess it's just our post wedding vacation together. We're on this trip together and we head out and we sit down in this preferred lounge where we get checked in, you know, upgraded our room before we traveled. And this man starts to pitch us. He starts saying like, look, I know you spoke to somebody else at the airport. I know they offered you all types of things. That's what they do. What did they offer you? I say, well, look, they offered me little to nothing. I'm going to go have breakfast with them. And they got us a discount on some jet skis. Oh, and they, they also got us a, a sunset cruise. We can overlook um, some, some fish, things like that. He goes, oh, well, I'm going to offer you two full massages and the same cruise and jet skis and everything else to not go on this trip. I'm looking at him, I said, well, you know, I appreciate that, but no thank you. Then he starts to go in and starts to belittle what this other resort is all about, what this other individual is all about. How dare they try to take us from our resort? It's our vacation, do we want to waste our time? No, I don't want to waste any time. But in the fact that he's pitching and pitching and pitching, I tell him, look, like, officially and unofficially, I can't be bought. 
There is no amount of money you're going to offer me, no position, no package that you can present to me that's going to get me to go back on my word. And I commend him for being a salesman. He didn't even hear that objection. He just kept pitching. What if I do this? What if I do that? How about I throw in this? And we're, it's just stacking up one on top of another on top of another. So I finally have to look at him deadpan in the eye, cold blank stare, and say to this individual, no matter what you offer me, my word is not for sale. My integrity cannot be purchased. And he's taken back because he now sees the fact that I'm not wavering, that I'm not going back and forth. I'm not waffling on my decision. Because when I committed to Aaron, although I don't know him, when I committed to him and I gave him my word that I would do something, then that is what I'm going to do. There is no other option for me. Now, previously, if you would asked me this same thing a year and a half ago, I would have said, screw Aaron. I don't know him. You're going to offer me four times as much stuff as Aaron offered me? I'm going to take the package. I'm going to take whatever you offer me. I can get massages for free and upgraded rooms and additional nights stay. Sure, I'm going to take that. That was the person that I was. But was is the operative word. I now realize the fact that I can't be bought and I can't be sold. And so this progresses and we, we finally get checked into our room and admittedly the accommodations here are a little underwhelming. It's not all that we were looking for. Immaterially so. As we then check in on our first night, we go the next morning is when we're supposed to go see Aaron at his resort. So we walk out and we're trying to walk out of the hotel and we are getting bombarded with individuals that work at the hotel badgering us that their managers have given them special opportunity to get us to stay. Even more things than we've heard before. Even more opportunities than we've been presented before. I feel like if I would have pushed hard enough, they would have offered me a part ownership in this resort not to leave. The same answer has been had though. I cordially turn around politely, look the individual dead in his eye, don't make, don't mince eye contact. I am staring into this man's soul as I tell him, my word is not for sale. I cannot be bought. Just like that. And I turn around and I walk to the front gate. So I walk to the front gate, eventually Aaron shows up, we end up going to the new resort, and wouldn't you know, lo and behold, Aaron is not the best representation of what we're about to go through. Of course, those of you that have traveled to Mexico before realize the fact that we actually ended up signing up for a timeshare pitch, which was committed to take 75 minutes, which we did not fully know about or were not explained until we made it to the next resort. Of course, we go through the timeshare pitch because of what you have to do. And unfortunately, 75 minutes isn't 75 minutes. It ends up being two and a half hours. And Lindsay's very frustrated at this point because she knows how valuable our time is. It's the one commodity that we can't get back. It's the one thing we can't make more of. Certainly not on our honeymoon do we want to be wasting time playing around with some other resort that admittedly is no nicer than the one we're staying at. And so they start to go through the high pressure closes and we go through one salesperson, two salespeople. We're on a third salesperson trying to close after looking at some beautiful rooms. Just politely keep saying, no, we're not interested. And yet again, I have to reiterate the same message to them for a third time on this trip. Look the salesman right in the eye and say, sir, no matter what you offer me, I cannot be bought because I am not for sale. I am not signing up for a timeshare. And so they eventually let us go. 
And of course, we then end up riding jet skis and we're able to give a review and say the fact that although the, the staff was great there, Aaron misled us. He was not a man of his word. He did not explain we're going through a timeshare pitch or admittedly, we would have never shown up. It was not that important. We can certainly afford a full price jet ski rental as well as a dinner cruise. These aren't things that are definitely expensive. These are just luxuries that we wanted to enjoy on the trip where we want to maximize our savings. So we go through this and it makes me pause. It makes me understand. It makes me realize the fact that as I'm looking at life and taking stock of my life specifically, that there has been so many times in my life where I have not been a man of my word, where I've not honored my commitment, where I've taken the path that would put more money in my pocket versus taking the path that was the right path to go on, where I've taken the path that was easier, that was more enjoyable to go on because it felt better than what I'd already committed to. There's all these steps over and over again where I didn't take the right path, where I couldn't look a man in his eye and say that I'm not for sale, that my word cannot be bought. This is all what feels like new vernacular to me. It's not admittedly. These are things I've been living for more than a year. But in the current moment, this is the first time I can ever recall looking a man in his eye, peering into his very soul and telling him basically to fuck off. You can't get me. Because I'm a salesman. And as a salesman, I love to be sold. I love the process of a sale. I love watching it from the outside and seeing the things that are great and seeing the things that I can take away and also seeing the things that we could all do better as salespeople. But I'm realizing the fact that some of this all comes down to the being able to honor your word and commitment. So I have to encourage you, I have to entice you, I have to challenge you and ask you, where in your life are you not being a man or woman of your word? Is it in the gym? Is it that you committed that you wanted to lose 10 pounds or have that great summer body or you're gonna eat well, you're gonna do these things, you made these outward commitments. Maybe it was New Year's, maybe it was to your fiance, or your husband or your wife. Maybe it was to your best friend that you were going to change your life for the better but yet your words didn't have enough weight to honor them to yourself. Are you that person? And if you are, what are you gonna do about it? Are you willing to take the road less traveled to get you to the destination that most don't ever arrive to? The destination of being a person of your word, a person of integrity, and a person that follows through and gets shit done. Maybe it's in your relationship. Maybe you committed to be more present for your husband or wife. Maybe you committed to not work so much. Maybe you committed to be home to put the kids in bed. But yet, here we are, five months into the year, and you can count on one hand the number of times you've actually done that. The good news is it's not too late to still be a man of your word. Every day is an opportunity to change that past story. You can create your own reality day over day. It's just that you're creating a good reality or a bad reality. It's not too late to become a man of your word. Or maybe it's in your business. Maybe you committed to your team to always be present and pour into them to raise the next round of elite managers inside your organization. But you haven't yet done it. And this group of individuals is looking to you, is begging for you to lead them, and you haven't stepped up to the plate yet. It's not too late. You can still step up. You can still be a man of your word. You can still be a person of integrity and lead the charge into the promised land. So guys, all of these things together, being a person of your, being a man or woman of your word, putting one foot in front of the other every day, taking a step towards an actionable goal is another way to get shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. 
Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.